Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. There's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And for our third week in a row here, we are featuring the work of Roger Gregg. Uh, this is from his 2005 series of live productions for RTE Radio called Big Big Space. Um, and they are kind of this um, sci-fi comedy drama opera, um, sort of lampooning um, classic science fiction Star Trek era stuff, as well as a little bit of a nod to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which, of course, Roger uh, know, knew, knows quite well. Um, he actually did the voice of uh, one of the computers in the uh, the new um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and this stuff is just this uproarious, live, um, crazy dog drama. Um, so uh, what we have today is uh, Who's Afraid of Rot Van Krell? Um, the uh, intrepid crew members are flying through outer space, get sucked into a black hole, find this little black tower, space tower there, and um, find themselves inside. And um, once they get inside the tower, things get strange as Gubnik and uh, Dr. Krell want to show their guests all the wonderful things that may come out of the black hole. So put on your red gloves and enjoy... Who's afraid of Rotvang Krell? Crazy Dog Audio Theater presents the astral comic adventures of the starship Amadon as it comes face to face with deadly danger in Big Big Space! This week's cosmic episode Who's Afraid of Rotvang Krell? Let's join our heroes, Captain Sane, First Officer Hoax Minstrel, Counselor Disco Trojan, and Robot Rom Mandroid as they make their way through a deadly space storm on the rim of a supermassive black hole. Oh, oh my! Oh, this is so scary! I've never seen a space storm as bad as this! Rom, status report. Captain, the intensity is now Storm Force 36 to the ninth power. All maximum safety levels exceeded. Communication systems are down. Without communications, we can't send out a distress signal. We can hardly see out the window. Set the wiper blades to fast. Very well, Captain. Wow! Look over there! What's that? The eye of the hurricane? No, it is a black hole. Is that a bad thing? Oh, very. Nothing can survive falling into a black hole. It's like a giant whirlpool around the drain of the universe. Precisely, Mr. Disco. And we're heading right into it! Shields up! Brace for impact! The cosmic debris is bombarding us like a hailstorm. What is it now? We're running out of fuel! Oh, great! That's all we need! Captain, I have established visual contact with a space tower. A space tower? Out here? Oh, yes! Now I see it! And look! There's a light on in the top window! Perhaps the occupants can assist us. Let's get over there! Very well, Captain. And so Captain Sane uses their last bit of fuel to reach the isolated space tower floating on the edge of the mysterious black hole. And now with the ship safely docked, Captain Sane and her crew approach the dusty outer hatch of the tower. 
Now I want everyone on their best behavior. Just let me do the talking. Oh, listen, I can hear talking inside. Honestly, Rockman, you burn me up. You're to... just not in the meat of things. Well, you are a bog in a space tower. Ha, come on, do it. I, go on. All of you worthless, go that's on. what you are. <laughs> Miss, go on. I should have listened to Daddy. Now he was a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you do all day long? I work. Well, I guess I'll just knock on the hatch door. Damn you! Hello. Hello. I am Captain Rosalind Zane, and this is my crew. Our ship has broken down, and we were wondering if we might use your phone. Oh, my, you poor things. Do come in. Come in. Rockvine! 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 What's in your car? You're gonna get down here. We have guests. Guests? Yes, that's what I said. Are you deaf, you stupid coot? Can I offer you a drink? Well, we're on duty. Go on, I insist. I'm going to have one, or two, or three. Well, all right. Thank you. What's your poison? Oh, uh, well, whatever you're having. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Wow. There you go. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> hey, Rottweil, get your butt down here! Maybe we should just leave. Nonsense, you must stay. We hardly ever have guests. Oh, really? Not much happens on the edge of a black hole. I can imagine. Rottweil! I'm preparing the experiment! Forget the damn experiment! Get down! Here. You'll have to forgive him. He's so rude sometimes. Well... No social skills. On second thoughts, don't forgive him. He still believes he's a mad scientist. Rockman! Oh, is your husband a mad scientist? A mad scientist, huh? That's a good one. No, my Rotvang is an idiot. Oh. Can I top up your drink? No, that's... Here, go on. It takes more than just science to be a mad scientist. It also takes... Madness. That's right. But Daddy could tell right from the beginning that whatever about the science, Rotwang wasn't really mad, only slightly miffed. Are you referring to Dr. Rotwang Krell, the researcher into quark particle fusion? Oh, you've heard of him? Yes. Dr. Rotwang Krell was once professor of applied hypocrisy at the University of Social Intolerance before he mysteriously... Resigned. That's right. My father is Dr. Sinister Probe Dart, Dean of the University. Daddy bought us this isolated space research tower. If it weren't for Daddy, we'd have nothing. So, it's just you and your husband? Yes. Yes. Just he and I, alone. Once there was... But he... He... No! No! <laughs> now there's just myself and Rotwang. Rockman! For the last time, get in here! Yes, 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 yes! Coming, Dubnit! You've been the fine time for a dinner party. Oh, hello, everyone. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Rotfang, this is Captain Rosalind Sane and her crew. They were caught out in the storm and have run out of fuel. Oh, right. Bad night to be out. Mind if I fix myself a drink? Oh, no, no, not at all, Doctor. 
You'll have to excuse my husband. He has to look after his own selfish needs first. That's what happens when you crawl so far up your own... Uh, Dr. Rockvang, your wife tells us you used to conduct research into quark particles. No, she didn't. But we were just discussing your work, Doctor. No need to humor me, Captain. Sorry. My spiteful wife, Governor, has many endearing qualities. Don't! A vicious, tongue. Stop it! A vengeful, vindictive bent. You will pay for this! A stinging, sour, loathing, mean spirit. Rockvang! But no! An interest in my work is not among Gubnit's many alluring qualities, by example. <sighs> you sad little man in rubber gloves. <laughs> Did my wife mention that we weren't always alone? <gasps> Don't, Rotvang! Oh, yes. Now there's just she and I. No, Rotvang, no! But once we had our son. <gasps> Could you? You promised, Rotvang. You promised not ever to mention. Where is he now? Where's who? Your son. Ah! Uh, I don't think you should mention that. Mention what? You mean their son? Oh, <laughs> well, we don't mention him. Not unless Governor wants to play the game. Oh, I'll play. You want to play? I'll play. You know, I hate to intrude. Then don't. Uh, but I'm an empath, and so can feel all the emotion in this room. And, you know, I just sense so much anger and resentment that I just feel if we can all communicate without this hurtful language, we could all... Shut up, fat boy! Uh, all right. Uh, so, Doctor, what are you researching? Ah, uh, well... You've all arrived just in time to see the experiment. Experiment? Yes. I'm attempting to fuse a matter and antimatter quark particle. Oh, well, that, that, that sounds very exciting. But fusing matter antimatter particles goes against all principles of quantum physics. Yeah, that's what Ram just said. Well, <laughs> Ram is correct. That's why I have removed them. Removed what? The principles. Yes. It took 14 years of magnifying glass and some incredibly small tweezers. But I succeeded in removing every single principle of quantum physics from this environment. That's incredible, Dr. Krell. Indeed, Doctor. If what you say is true, then the rules of reality no longer apply. <gasps> no rules of reality? Precisely. Here on the edge of this supermassive black hole, anything is now possible. Giant rabbits have pocket watches. Pigs have wings. Monkeys fly out your butt. And I, I, Dr. Rotwang Krell, can create life! <laughs> How many times have I heard him say that before? The storm, Gumbit! The storm! What about it? The supermassive black hole has finally begun to feed. So? So I finally have the whirlpool of hyperquantum activity in which to catch a matter-antimatter quark. Everyone, we must go to the laboratory at once. Come this way. Oh, oh, look, a staircase. Do you know what this means, Ron? Yes. My Dalek-designed trolley wheels are unable to mount stairs. <laughs> oh, Ron, you'll have to remain here. Very well, Captain. Come on, let's get this over with. Yes. Follow me, everyone. Hey, these stairs go around and around. Yes. The stairs spiral round and round to the very top of the tower. Your lab is at the top, then? Yes. The top reaches out to the very cusp of the event horizon. But isn't such proximity to spaghettification dangerous? Very. That's why the tower is protected by a series of airlock vacuum-tight trap doors, which seal off each level from the last. Ah, and here's the first trap door now. I'll just open it. 
Now, if we all continue climbing, just a couple more levels to go. Ow! Hey, who pinched me? I did, Mr. Hoax. Oh, it's you, Mrs. Quell. Please, call me Gubnet. All right. Gubnet. You know Hoax. You don't mind if I call you Hoax? No, that's my name. Hoax, walking up these stairs so closely behind you like this has brought something to my immediate attention. Really? Oh, yes. You mean the way I can go upstairs without falling over? Yes. That and the way your buttocks just stride along. Oh, thanks, Governor. I, I work out. Yes. I could tell that right away. Yes. My trousers are tight. I like to share the gift of me, you know. That's why I leave most of my puffy-sleeved shirt unbuttoned. with the black hole and the matter-antimatter? Is it dangerous? Other than tearing apart the very fabric of the space-time continuum and shattering all reality as we know it, there is no risk. I see. Maybe we should wear protective goggles. Hey, I'm not wearing any nerd glasses. Ow, goblets, please. Sorry, Oaks. I thought you liked that. Well, I do, sort of. And here we are. At the very last trapdoor. <sighs> Behind this lies 14 years of unprincipled research and this week's RTE guide. So that's where they disappear to. I just get the latch. Go on in, everyone. Wow, this is some setup. Look, giant dials and knobs and levers. Buzzing electro things throwing off like little bits of lightning. So, this is where you disappear to. Yes, Gubnit, I'm a scientist and this is my lab. No, Rotfang, you are a loser and this is Daddy's lab. You still owe him for it. Yes. The only thing here, Captain Sane, that belongs to my husband are those thick red rubber gloves he's never taken off since the day we last saw our... Last saw your what? You know. Oh. You mean... Don't hoax. Your son. Stop it, please! And what's wrong with thick red rubber gloves? Are they not thick? Are they not rubber? Are they not red? See? Oh, Oh, yes, they are very red, Dr. Krell. Yes, red. Red like the tomorrow sun's printed flame shining on a baboon's rosy butt in a blazing field of glossy cherries. Sound almost. Almost what? Go on, say it. Mad. I'm a mad scientist, is that it? Ha! You wish. As far as I can tell, all you've done is sit up here for 14 years in those stupid rubber gloves, listening to Joe Duffy and doing the time simplex crossword. I've been waiting, Yardit. Waiting for what? Waiting for this. Thunder? No, Hoax. Don't you see? He's been waiting for the black hole to begin feeding. Precisely, Captain. And finally, it is time. Stand aside, everyone! Mr. Hoax, may I stand next to you? Of course. It's so nice to be near a real man for a change. Well, I... I am the romantic male lead, you know. (laughs) I have this puffy-sleeved shirt. Yes. 
It's a lovely material. Very, very smooth. Time is wasting. We must begin. Huh? Begin what? Dr. Krell is going to attempt to create a new life form from a fused matter-antimatter quark. He hopes. First, I shall open the portal in the giant observatory roof. Oh, look! The roof is opening! Wow! It's spectacular! Gaze with wonder into the dark, mysterious eye of the black hole. Let's see. See there? See that? What, what was that? A subatomic particle of matter-antimatter quarks splitting and being dragged down, down like strings of spaghetti into the nothingness of the silent void. Now for this. That's a giant metal kite. Precisely. <laughs> I shall fly this kite down, down into the bowels of the large intestine in the backside of this black hole. And with this particle decelerate a double-sided sticky tape. I shall catch the matter-antimatter quark in the very nanosecond it is about to split, thus trapped. It will feed upon the disintegrating particles being consumed on the cusp of the hurricane. Mr. Holmes, my wife seems to think you're big and strong. Oh? How can you tell? Oh, from the way she's caressing your chest. <laughs> What's the matter, Rotvang? Are you jealous? No, not in the least. But we shall need Hoax's superior strength. Really? Yes. Would you be so kind, Mr. Hoax, as to hold this? Oh, that's the line for the kite. Me? Yes, the honor is yours. Hey, look, Captain. Dr. Krell picked me to hold the kite, not you. Me. Look, Governor. How do I look? Like a man about to fly a kite in a cosmic electrical storm. <laughs> yeah? Meet her? Mr. Hooks, you stay there holding the line. Everyone else, join me behind this heavy lens. Hooks, the doctor says this may be dangerous. Do you want protective safety goggles? And what? Look like a nerd? Not me, I'm the romantic male lead, remember? Be careful, Hooks. Okay, Mr. Hooks, release the kite and lower it slowly into the storm. There goes the kite! Let out more strings! Oh! Like this! Yes, that's it! Keep going until you make contact! Contact with what? Contact with that! <laughs> oh, look at Mr. Holmes! He's glowing! My hands are on fire! Just don't let go! Why didn't you give Hoax rubber gloves, Rotvang? Rubber gloves? I toiled in university for three years living on chocolates, chips, beer, and cigarettes, hurling flour over my local TD each autumn, and studying like mad day and night for nearly two weeks each year, all to earn the right to wear these rubber gloves! You bitter little middle-class man! That's me, and I'm about to create life! <laughs> Yes, let's hope the double-sided sticky tape holds. The particle is growing into a human shape. <gasps> it's waving its arms about. <gasps> Do you know what this means? Yes, it's alive! It's alive! <laughs> Come on, everyone, join me in exclaiming it's alive. Come on. It's, it's alive! alive! It's, it's alive! alive! It's, it's alive! alive! My whole 
life has been dedicated to Sunday shouting those words. You've been shouting those words every day for 14 years. Yes, but now they really mean something. <laughs> and now we must retrieve the creature. Mr. Hoax! Hoax? Hoax! He's just standing out there holding the kite wire. Something's wrong. He's not even screaming anymore. He's glowing. It may have something to do with the five trillion volts surging through his body. Ox, bring the kite down. Yes, that's it. Slowly now. Not too fast! Captain said, stand ready to close the giant door in the room. Yes, Doctor. Here it comes now. Closer. Closer. It's bound. Close the door! All right. There. It's closed. Hoax. Hoax. Handsome Mr. Hoax. <gasps> Look! His hair! His eyebrows! His clothing! They're gone! Burned right off him. No, no, look! His clothes have fused right onto him, forming a second skin. Closer fitting than an all-cotton seven of nine leotard left in a tumble dryer. Oh, my God. What is Hoax doing? Hoax, stop that. Oh, the electricity must have stimulated certain... Um, Involuntary physical responses. <laughs> oh my, that's interesting. Mm. You fools. Folks is fine. He'll be back to his senses in an hour or so. Are you sure, Doctor? Yes, yes. Now stop watching Hoax's involuntary emissions. <laughs> Can't you see there's a new life form that I, Dr. Rotwang Krell, have created lying right here? <gasps> Teenage boy. With spots. Oh, red and white football jersey. And red hair. We are your friends, creature. Friend. Good. Cork. What did he say? saying quark. He's saying cork. Cork? Cork. Dear God, he's from cork. <laughs> yes, yes. So what if he is, Rotfang? He's ours. You mean... Yes, Rotfang. Cork or no cork. Quark or no quark. This special, wonderful teenager shall be... Our son. Our son. Our son.
We are here, son. My dear, dear son. We shall call you... Danny? Finbar. Oh. Finbar? Finbar. 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 My long-lost son, Finbar. Here, let me hug you. Give us a tenor, dear man, will you? Shaking! <laughs> Look out the window! There's thousands and thousands of things swarming out of the black hole! And they're all heading towards the tower! that will destroy the universe. Dr. Krell, what's happening? I must have triggered a Cantor set of self-similar fractals. Self-similar fractals? Yes, fractals, all identical, all teenagers, all named Finbar. Don't you call our son a fractal. But he is. Fractals, Doctor, are scale free. They go on forever and ever. You mean these Finbars will keep emerging forever? Yes, all crowding around this tower, all trying to reach their mom and dad. You see, this is why family planning is so important. Give us a channel, bear man. Well, now! Quiet, Finbar! Eventually, the mass of Finbars will fill the entire universe. Unless we can reverse the fractal pattern. How, Doctor? How? Listen, they're getting closer and closer! We're trapped! Here come the Finbars! Ah! Will our heroes survive? Can the Finbar fractals of Cork Quarks be reversed? Will the electrocuted Mr. Hoax regain his senses? Can Rom ever learn to climb stairs? Will Gubnet and Rotvang seek the marital counseling they so badly need? Stay tuned next week for more Astro Comic Adventure in Big Big Space! <laughs> Crazy Dog Audio Theater presents the astro-comic adventures of the starship Amadon as it comes face-to-face with deadly danger in... Big Big Space! This week's cosmic episode, I Was a Teenage Fractal Quark. In last week's adventure, our heroes, Captain Sane, First Officer Hoax Minstrel, Counselor Disco Trojan, and ship's robot Rom Mandroid were forced to seek help at an isolated space tower at the edge of a black hole. Inside, they met the scientist, Dr. Rotvang Krell, and his wife, Gubnet, just as they were about to attempt to create a new life form from magnified quarks. But... Dr. Krell's experiment went horribly wrong, for instead of just one new life form, millions and millions began emerging from the black hole. Now, our heroes are trapped inside the tower, surrounded by a horde of teenage quarks, all of whom believe that Dr. Krell and his wife, Gubnet, are their parents. Keep coming up and up from the edges of the black hole. Yes, Mr. Disco. 
Each of the quark-life forms is an identical self-similar fractal. But when do the fractals end? They don't. They're scale-free and so go on forever. Give us a chance to Not now, Finbar. Wait, this teenage quark here... Don't you call him that. To you, Finbar may be a spotty teenage quark, but to us, he is our son. Yes, all right, I'm sorry, but... But young Finbar here is the direct result of Dr. Krell's experiment. That's right. Dr. Krell had Hoax pull him out of the quantum particle storm with that big metal kite. And now look at Hoax. He's just lying there smoldering. I told you the effect of Hoax's electrocution are only temporary. Yes, yes. Anyway, Finbar here is the first quark, so he must be the primary chaotic attractor. The what? Ah, yes. The chaotic attractor effect is causing all the other fractals to zoom in. And if they can zoom in... They can zoom out. Hey, ma, get that to give us a loan to buy a scooter there, will ya? Scooters? Oh, my, they're so dangerous, Finbar. But how do we get the fractal things to all zoom out back to where they came from? I don't know. We need more time. But they're getting closer and closer! Then we must hurry and seal off all the airtight compartments. Come on! We've, we've got to get down these spiral stairs and lock the outer hatch, then seal off all the compartments, one by one. Ma, I'm hungry. Oh, you poor creature. You haven't had anything to eat since you've been created, have you? No. Oh, don't worry, Finbar. You sit down and I'll make you a nice plate of chips. And rashers. Of course, rashers. Anything for you, Finbar. Rashers? You never make me rashers. Oh. 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 Here we are. Back on the ground floor. And there's our robot, Rom. Hello, Captain. You have returned. Yes, Rom, we have. Come into the kitchen with me, Finbar, and while I fry you up some nice lovely rashes and chips, I'll fix you a nice cup of tea. You never make me any tea! You want tea, Rotwang? Yes! Yes, I do! I, Dr. Rotwang Krell, have just created an entirely new life form, and I think I should at least get a cup of tea! Fine! You know where the kettle is! Come along, Finbar. The kitchen's this way. Would you like a Venus bar, maybe? Venus bars? You sent me around in Venus bars! <laughs> Rom, we're in a crisis situation. Dr. Krell's experiment succeeded in creating their son, Finbar. Finbar? That teenage quark that's sitting out in the kitchen right now. That explains the fractal zoom-in effect. Then you've seen... If you are referring to the infinite number of identical teenage quarks which are even now beginning to surround this tower, yes, I have noticed. Good. We need to lock all the doors. We'll start here with the main hatch. Very well, Captain. Quickly. We must secure this. There. That should do it. Or maybe not. <laughs> They're just outside the tower now! Millions of them! Captain, I estimate that it will take 2 minutes and 13 seconds for the mass of fractals to break into this lower compartment. The tears drawn if anyone's interested. 1 minute and 44 seconds before breaking. Sorry, Mrs. Krell, we, we really haven't time right now. Ah. 1 minute 22 <laughs> seconds. No, no, thank you. In fact, we really should be barricading the tower right now. Are you sure? Yes, quite sure. Oh, look! The hatch is starting to buckle! 65 seconds to break in. Oh, Dr. Krell, Finbar, we must all get out of here right now! Ma, Dad's after taking my Venus bear. <gasps> Rotfang, how could you? Dear God, woman, I only had a bite! Rotfang, 
your Venus envy is pathetic. Please, <laughs> you can argue later. We've got to get up the stairs. Come on, everyone, hurry! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, look, Rom is stuck. My Dalek-designed trolley wheels make it impossible for me to climb stairs. Oh, well, then we've got to hide him somehow. Okay, I've got it. Dr. Krell, do you have a telly? Telly! Yes, yes, it's right there in the corner. Oh, telly. <laughs> is there a match on? You can watch telly later, Finbar. Okay, first, we knock Rom over onto his side. Disco, give me a hand. Okay, slowly, carefully. Slowly. Okay, Rom is lying on his side now. You okay, Rom? Yes, Mr. Disco. I am within acceptable operating parameters. Well, now what do we do, Captain? We slide the telly over on top of Rom. Like this. A bit more. Okay, that's good. Now what? Who has the remote? Oh, it's over here on the sofa. Right. Okay. Now, we turn the telly on. Now, we just find MTV. And, uh, ah, here it is. There. Now, we get out of here. I don't understand. Why have we put the telly on top of your robot and turned on MTV? Can I please stay and watch this man? That's why. Of course. All the fractals are teenagers. Once they break in, they'll find it nearly impossible to pass by the television. Precisely. Teenage fractal break-in in 32 seconds. Can I watch the telly, man? No, come along, Finbar. Break-in in 18 seconds. Quick, everyone, up the stairs. What about the rest of the Venus bears? There were more Venus bears? Oh, leave them. Let's get up the stairs. We're up on the next level. Let's seal this hatch shut. There. But this will only hold for so long. We'll have to make our final stand up in the lab. Well, come on. Let's all get up to the top. I've been thinking about reversing the quarks. What we must affect uh, is... Excuse me. Mm. Not now, Finbar. Rotwang, listen to your son. Uh, what is it, Finbar? I was wondering, like, how long are we going to have to stay in this tower? Cause see, me mess are outside like a no way no side. Finba! <laughs> Finba! What are you eating? Just some crisps. Give me those! Moon cheese and onion? Where did you get these? I found them. You took them from my lab, didn't you? They were just sitting there. Finba! The things in my lab are off limits. Relax the head there. What <laughs> did you say? Calm down, Rotvang. Finbar, let your father, the famous mad scientist, have the rest of his bloody crisps. It's too late. He's eaten them all. Well, that's just too bad about you, Rotfang, isn't it? Too mean to give your only son a packet of crisps. It's the principle, Gabinet. Without rules, there's chaos. Chaos! Look who's talking about chaos! Please stop arguing and follow me! And so in a race for their lives, Captain Sane leads everyone up to Dr. Krell's laboratory at the very top of the floating space tower, where Mr. Hoax is still recovering from his electrocution. Okay, this is it, Dr. Krell's lab. Disco, close and lock the door. Yes, Captain. That's it, Captain, the last barrier between us and them. Hmm, 
an infinite number of teenage fractals on one side and a supermassive black hole on the other. Have you any more crisps up here, Dan? No, Finbar, I don't. You sure? Maybe in one of those cabinets. No, there's none. None in the cabinets. None in the test tubes. None in the gaggling apparatus, all right? Don't raise your voice, Rotvang. I am not raising my voice. Stop it! Hey, who, who's your man lying there on the table? Oh, that's our first officer, Mr. Hugs. Yeah, why is he all glowing like that? Is he dead? Oh, no, no, he's just unconscious. <laughs> Look, he's smoldering. No, no, don't touch him, Finbar. Ah, <laughs> Me finger! Oh, I told you not to touch him. Finbar, what happened? Are you all right? It's Here, all right, man. It's all right, man. You're burned, you poor, poor thing. I told him not to touch Hoax, Mrs. Krell. It's all right, Disco. I don't blame you. This is Rutvang's fault. How is this my fault? You know why. No, I don't. You know damn well. No, Governor, I don't. I'll tell you then, shall I? Go on then. You're going to anyway. Our son is hurt, Rotfang, because you leave your experiments lying around where anyone can stumble over them. This is my lab, Governor. Your lab, your experiment, your rubber gloves. It's all about you, isn't it? Can we just... This is my tower. Your tower? This isn't your tower. This is Daddy's tower. Ah! My father paid for this space tower and for your lab and every damn thing else around here. And you'll never let me forget it, will you, Governor? For the last 14 years, you've never let a day go by without reminding That's me. That's right! Because if we had to rely on you, Rotfang, all we'd have is those insipid red rubber gloves of yours. <laughs> okay, if we can just come... You'll have to excuse my wife, Captain. As you can see, she's quite obviously gone insane. I'm insane! Look, Captain, just look at Finbar's burnt finger. I'm uh, look on me finger. I'm all right. You know what my problem is, Captain? Doctor, I really... My problem is that I foolishly attempt to present my wife with logical facts. Just stop it, Rotfang. Can't you see you're distressing Finbar? Or maybe that's just what you want to do. And what is that supposed to mean? You know damn well what it means. No, I don't. Please, we have... Do you really want me to come right out and say it, Rotfang? Right here, right now, in front of everyone. Well, I think you'll have to now after a build-up like that. All right, I will! I think you want our son to be hurt. What? I think that deep down inside you're a timid little middle-class man who's afraid. Afraid? Afraid that those above you are out to crush you. Afraid that those below will get the break you believe you never got. This is ridiculous. And most of all, Rattwang, your pettiness makes you afraid that Finbar... Your own son might just do better than you. Might just prove a success when your entire life has been a complete failure. Finbar. Yeah, Dad? Finbar, your mother is quite ill. Don't listen to him, Finbar. Your father's been trying to keep you down right from the beginning. The beginning? What are you talking about? Finbar was only created a half hour ago. <laughs> and what have you done since then? Refused him, denied him, belittled him at every turn? I gave him everything he's wanted so far. So does this mean you'll get me the scooter? No! No scooter! <laughs> you may have only been created 34 minutes ago, but you've got the body of a 17-year-old. A job is what you'll get. And when you earn the money, then you can buy a scooter. <laughs> Maybe your father's right, Finbar. Maybe you need prove just what a failure your father is. What? It's so unfair! You never let me do anything I want. You don't let me out to see my mates. You don't give me a scooter. You don't even let me watch MTV. No wonder all the lads laugh at me and call me a quark and a fractal. Oh, don't say that, Finbar. Don't ever say that. That is true. I'm a fractal quark. <laughs> You're our son. I hate you. I hate you all. I'm leaving. <laughs> Get back here, Finbar. Or you can't keep me here 
get a job, don't you? So I'll get one, and I hope you'll both be really sorry when I'm gone. Stop him! Push him down! Disco, sit on him! All right, Captain! Anchor! Anchor! Get off me! You're crushing me! Let me go! We can't let you go, Finbar. You have to stay with us, son. All right, all right, I'll stay, but not because I want to. You promise? All right, all right, I promise. Just get, get off me, will you, perv? All right, we'll let you up, but remember, you promised. Disco, get off of Finbar. Yes, Captain. You know, I I feel that this might be a time for us to pause and reflect. Reflect on what? On the dynamics of this family structure. Some family. Well, very often, all the pent-up anger in dysfunctional families is really just misplaced love. Love? Love. Love? Love. Love? Love. Love? Yes. I think what Disco's saying is that you all seem to hate each other so much because, really, you all love each other. Isn't that right, Disco? Yes. Or it could be that they really do hate each other. What was that? That was the airtight hatch on the lower level buckling. Shh. Listen. You can hear them getting closer. Oh, they're coming up the stairs! Oh, yes, and now they're just outside the door. We're trapped! <laughs> what is it, Disco? Look at all the windows around us! Dear Lord! Look at them all! Yes, millions of Finbars all staring in at us, pushing their noses up against the glass. I can't look! It's hideous! How long before the tower is crushed under their weight? The tower structure is built to withstand the spaghettifying pressures of the nearby event horizon, but nothing, nothing in the known universe can withstand this. I was worried you'd say that. I guess there's nothing to do but wait. They keep staring in at us. Staring and staring and whispering, man, there, man, there. A million Finbars, two million Finbar eyes, ten million Finbar fingers, including the thumbs, if we count nipples. That's oh, just terror. shut up, Rafang. Can't you do something useful, you sad? Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop fighting! And you and you and you and you and, and all of you nasty Finbars! Get away from the windows! Go away! Just go away! Can't you see you're distressing me? Go away! <laughs> there, there, Mr. Disco. I'm with you. I'll hold you. You'll hold me? Yes. We're going to face this together. There, there. Dr. Krell, I don't suppose you've had any last-minute ideas on how to save us? And how to get all the Finbars to zoom out in the nick of time? Yes. No. It's... Over, then? I'm afraid so. They seem to have stopped. They seem to have stopped. Yes, brilliant, Rotvang. Anybody ask you? No, shut up! Look at Mr. Hoax over there. Yes, good old First Officer Hoax, still unconscious. Lying there so peacefully on the operating table. Still smoldering. Is he? Just around the edges. Oh, yes. He'll never know what happened. No pain for him. Well, except for being electrocuted. Ah, uh, Mr. Hoax. Oh. Oh. Hoax, you're awake! Oh. Where am I? You're in Dr. Rotvang's lab. Oh, can't feel my buttocks. 
No, no, lie still. You've had four trillion volts surge through you. Hmm, I did. Yes. And all your clothes have been melted to your body. My shirt. The puppy sleeves! I'm afraid they're not puffy anymore. Oh! Oh! oh. I'm sorry, Hawks. There was nothing we could do. But you've woken up just in time. In time for what? In time for our deaths. Oh, great, great. I, Hoax Minstrel, should go like this. Without a space babe to kiss, I shall be missed. Oh, oh, now they're just outside the door and they're trying to break in! You know, guys, just before we meet our end here, I'd just like to say, I'm sorry. For what, Captain? Oh, for so many things. Mostly for leading us through so many implausible adventures, and yet never finding the time for well-rounded character development. No, no, no. Don't say that, Captain. Oh, but it's true, Disco. By now, we should have all grown as characters. But we have. Have we? Yes. I don't think so. Well, look, see, I've gained nearly a stone in the last year. <laughs> I, Mr. Hoax, handsome romantic lead, have gone through 16 puffy sleeved shirts. That's right, and even Rom's embarrassing incontinent downloads have stopped. He still drips sometimes. Well, he hides it well, though. Kitchen paper nappies. Mm. Oh, but that's not real growth. But who really grows? No one. And who cares, anyway? Not me. <laughs> the door is collapsing! The end. My only friend. The end. As your father, I am telling you all to stay back. Hey, I'm talking to you. Listen to me. Oh, they're not listening. This is because we never set down firm boundaries. Yes, I blame the parents. Oh, attaching blame isn't going to do us any good. Well, if I'm going to die, I'll attach blame where I like, thank you very much. So, Dan, when are you going to buy each of us a scooter like you promised? What? I never promised you. I never promised any of you. Yes, you did. Don't be ridiculous. There aren't enough scooters in the universe for each of you. It's okay. The mother knows just what to do. My darling boys, all of you, come in. Man, come in. Dad won't get us the scooter. He promised in fairness. Oh, ouch. That's okay, Finbar. Trample me if that's what you have to do. Oh, sorry, man. Oh, that's all right. Don't mind me, Finbar. Don't any of you worry about me. I'm just your... Mother! <laughs> Ma? Ma? No, don't worry about me. I'm not important. <laughs> I'm okay, see? It's just a couple of broken ribs and my foot is crushed. That's all. It's nothing. My door. Now you all come in. Come in. All my children are welcome in this house. I'll never turn any of you away. Even if it means destroying the universe and killing me. <laughs> There's still six or seven inches of room left. And once you all finish...
finish crushing my tired old body, there'll be even more space. I don't, Matt. We don't want to hurt you. I know. I know, Finbar. But I just want all of you to remember that I did everything for you. I want you all to live out the rest of your lives with the memory haunting you of our last time together. How happy I was to see you as you all finally came home and crushed me to death. Oh, man! No, it's all right, Finbar. Because I know it's not really your 10,000 Dr. Martins which walk all over me. It's your love. Love. So I'm ready now. Come in. Come in. Matt, it was great to see you, like, but I gotta get a move on. <laughs> so soon? You only all just got here. Yeah, it's the lads, like, you know, it's all waiting outside, you know, you gotta go. <laughs> Stay for a cup of tea, love. No, Matt, really, I gotta go. Let me give you a hug. Matt, I'm 17. I, I don't care what age you are, you're still my son here. What's wrong? Oh, nothing. Just broken rib, that's all. Don't concern yourself. I'll run along now. Are you sure? Yes, yes. Run along back into the black hole. Okay, Matt. We'll be off sore. Goodbye, Finbar. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye now and take care. Bye. And I'd better not be hearing of any trouble. All right, Matt. The fractal quarks are all leaving. Yes, they're zooming out. Right back over the event horizon and down into the black hole. Our son. Our son is gone from us. It's for the best, Goblet. I'll miss him so. Yes, I shall miss him too. And his infinite number of siblings. The infinite number of siblings, not so much. That's your problem, Rotvang. Love with you is so conditional. Governor, I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. You never liked him, did you? No, please, can we not discuss this? Look, oh, that's correct. Right. Oh, no, can we I not really discuss it? I don't need to hear any more of this. I'm sick of you. So, we're... Saved. Yes, but I need a new puppy sleeve shirt. Oh, we'll get you one. With lace? With lace. You know, all this has made me think... Really? Yes. In the end, it wasn't science that saved us, but the greatest power of all... Love? No, not love, silly. Guilt? So, with the infinite number of teenage fractals safely zoomed out back into the black hole, Dr. Rutvang Krell and his wife Govnet return to their life together in the space tower. <laughs> and ready for more excitement, Captain Sane, Hope's minstrel Disco Trojan recover their robot ROM Android and blast off for more astro comic adventures in Big Big Space! Hi, I'm Tag Announcer, and you've been listening to the Crazy Dog Audio Theater's Astro Comic Adventures in Big Big Space, written by Roger Gregg and performed live in the Royal Marine Hotel Dunleary. Crazy Dog Audio Theater features the talents of Morgan Jones, Dana Davis, David Murray, Anne Byrne, Peter O'Kennedy, Kleena Quinlan, and Roger Gregg. Our producer is Tim Lahan. For more information on Crazy Dog's international award-winning productions, visit us at www.crazydogaudiotheater.com. <laughs> 
All right, and that was Who's Afraid of Vang Krell, and that's part of uh, one of uh, Crazy Dog Audio Theater's earlier uh, produced works, available at crazydogaudiotheater.com, crazydogaudiotheater.re.com. Um, more up there. Um, Crazy Dog's recently redone their website, got a bunch of information about what Roger has been up to lately, um, this uh, live stage sound design. Uh, poetry and more crazydogaudiotheater.com next week we've got some exciting things to talk to you about Uh, we have a new contest um, regarding War of the Worlds Uh, we'll have all the details next week but get your producer hat on we've got some great prizes for you to um, we've got put your producer hat on we've got some great prizes that'll be make it worth to um, sign up for this one stay tuned for next week Um, in the meantime over 250 hours of original programming at radiodramarevival.com you can follow us on twitter at radiodrama find us on facebook search for radiodrama revival Uh, great ways to listen to us these days um, search on itunes just straight up radiodrama you should find us near the top you can also find us on stitcher radio you'll find us under the radiodrama category under entertainment or again just search radiodrama and tell your friends stitcher is a great way they've got uh, not only a great mobile app, but you can listen in your browser. So if you want to listen to podcasts uh, you know, in a browser-based format, it's a really nice way to do that. Uh, check out Stitcher.com. All right, and that's a wrap for this week. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that is Southern Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at RadioDramaRevival.com. It's a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.